0: Welcome back to the Pick Up Music Pod. I'm Sam Blacklock, co founder here at Pick Up Music. And I'm Carl Kerfoot, head of education. Today is all about neo soul guitar. I prepared a documentary on the history of this really popular and sometimes memed style. So, Carl, what comes to mind when you hear these words? Oh,
1: the minor nine with the pinky, baby. Mm-hmm. That's the first thing, of course. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, D'Angelo for sure brings me back to the college days. But I am definitely a Neo Soul layman. I am really excited to hear about this today because I know that Neo Soul has been a huge part of the pickup you know brand and a huge part of your life uh since you know i know it's your thing so um, really excited to hear what you have to uh to bring us today and i'm coming in blind to this i haven't done any prep so you're gonna uh, hopefully hopefully educate me
0: so let's get into the doco here uh hope you enjoy it what is neo soul guitar for some it's the music of D'Angelo and Erykah Badu. For others it's lo-fi hip-hop, music that you study or work to. For others it's a meme, it's the meme of an Instagram guitar player playing at home in their bedroom playing some ascending minor 9 chords. In this documentary I'll walk you through each of the six eras of neo-soul guitar. The first one is the birth of neo-soul, this was 1995 to 2000. But first let's step back and examine the term neo-soul. This was actually a marketing term coined by Kader Massenberg, who worked with D'Angelo and Erykah Badu. And this really came into popularity with the album Brown Sugar by D'Angelo, which was released in 1995. One of the most iconic performances in this early of Neo Soul Era that we can look back on is D'Angelo's performance of Lady with Spanky Alfred on guitar. Then in 1997 Erykah Badu dropped the album Baduism with the single On and On. D'Angelo followed up with Voodoo in 2000 which featured Spanky Alfred on guitar. And it's really these three albums, Brown Sugar, Baduism, and Voodoo, which are the holy trifecta of early neo-soul music. And you'll note I'm using the term neo-soul, not neo-soul guitar, because neo-soul guitar didn't really exist at this point. Other artists in this era include Jill Scott, India Ari, Maxwell, Lauren Hill. But really, for us guitar players, it's all about spanky Alfred. And to understand Neoso guitar, you have to understand Spanky. He is performed with D'Angelo with Al Green and even John Mayer. But before Spanky played secular pop music, he played gospel quartet music. This is church music from Black American Church so To really understand Soul guitar, you have to go back and listen to Spanky, check him out playing with Mighty Clouds of Joy, just check out quartet music in general. It might be new to you, but it's really the source of a lot of the guitaristic language that you'll hear these days applied in different musical contexts. And you can even go further back than this. You can look and hear Spanky's influences. You might hear the sound of Joe Pass in his chordal harmony work or even Wes Montgomery or Charlie Christian. If you are interested in checking out jazz, and jazz is an important part of Neosol, do check out the Jazz Living Pathway on Pick Up Music. Carla, just stop it right there. As a jazz, jazz person, how much of jazz do you hear in Neosol guitar?
1: Oh, definitely massive influence, right? That uh, minor nine sound, as cliche as it may be now, there was something so novel about it in 2000 or so.
0: Yeah, and like all of the chord shapes, that's just straight up Joe Pass, but just over it, you know, like a backbeat.
1: Yeah, yeah, Joe Pass, West Montgomery, for sure. All right, back to the docker.
0: The second really important guitarist in this early era is Jonathan Dubose. He really exemplified that clean spanky uh, Prince type sound Um, and he's kind of a slept on guitar player but very very influential in a lot of the guitar players you probably listen to. I recommend checking out a masterclass with Lawrence Jones who was heavily influenced by uh, Jonathan Debose's playing. Here's a clip where Lawrence talks about the importance of Jonathan Debose. Jonathan came on the scene shortly after Spanky in, in the early 80s or so. Um, with the Hawkins family. With his sound came
1: the courting structure and and his rhythm, his lead sounds,
0: chorus, very clean guitar, and a contemporary sound. Jonathan DeBose's sound has helped shape and pave the way for many guitarists, including myself. The next era is the DVD era. This is pre-YouTube, pre-Instagram, pre-TikTok. This is when Great content was unfortunately on a DVD and fortunately now we can see all of this on YouTube. So in this era, there's one kind of cornerstone in the history of Neo Soul, which is Dave Chappelle's Block Party.
1: Oh, wait, stop it right there. Stop it that, right there. Oh, I'm so glad to hear that. I remember <laughs> this. This was a huge deal for me and all my college buddies and yeah. we watched this. Oh my god. We used, we watched this hundreds of times. I still remember that scene. I think it was Lauren Hill. Or no, it was mm-hmm. Erica Badu. And she had the wig on and she was performing in the rain. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember that?
0: Yeah, yeah. It was raining like the whole time, I think. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. raining.
1: It was super windy. And her her wig started to come off and she was like killing it, like right up on the edge <laughs> of the stage. And then she said F- then she just like ripped her wig off and she just like kept going. So <laughs> badass. <laughs>
0: it's a very like college musician like hey have you checked this out like i'm sure i saw it on like some ripped like you know like like a lime wire or something like that back in the day (laughs) oh man that's so cool okay yeah let's let's continue I remember watching this early on when I was um, studying music and it really changed my perspective. It made me want to approach music in a different way. So it was released in 2005 and it was dedicated to Jay Diller who who played such an important role both in hip-hop as well as in neo-soul around production and the rhythmic feel, particularly that lazy feel. The concert features early Kanye at his best, artists like Mostef, Erica Badu, Jill Scott, and an entire marching band. And it's not just about the artists, the band was killing. It featured Kreslav on drums, I believe he was the MD, um, as well as some band members from The Roots. So you've got to check out Dave Chappelle's Block Party. There's two other really important clips of this uh, era, which was uh, Jonathan DeBose's solo, which we'll link in the show notes, in 2007, as well as this instructional clip from J-Mo in 2007, which still does the rounds today. So around 2007, we started to see more guitar-focused videos on YouTube. And just as with other music, with Neosol Guitar, there were curators who are really important in capturing and sharing music, which the rest of us wouldn't have been able to experience. And the two most important ones were Kevin Wilson and Jameson Ross. Kevin Wilson started the International Guitar Summit in North Carolina, now called the International Musician Summit. I had the opportunity to go to a couple of these actually in North Carolina, and it really had a huge impact on my playing and also my understanding of the history of gospel and neo-soul guitar. Now what's interesting about this era, 2007-2013, is that it wasn't called neo-soul guitar. What it was, was mostly black gospel guitar players pulling from a few different buckets of influence. Firstly, their experience playing gospel music, particularly quartet music, And then also these guitar players would also work with uh, R&B and pop artists, secular artists. They were also highly technical and highly skilled guitar players. They took everything so far on the guitar to a whole new level. And I'm talking about people like Eric Walls, Eric Gales, Isaiah Sharkey. And you've got to check out Kevin Wilson's YouTube channel to go deeper into this era of music. So let's get on to the early Instagram era, this is 2014 through to around 2018. So around 2014 we saw the emergence of the term neo-soul guitar. This was driven primarily by guitarists listening to those iconic YouTube and DVD clips and putting their own spin on it and then posting those videos to Instagram. And this is really where we start to see the separation of neo-soul, which is D'Angelo and Erykah Badu, and neo-soul guitar, which bends gospel music, quartet, guitar playing, and R&B and pop. Now there are similarities, primarily the feel, the harmony, the vibe of the track, but now most importantly for us guitar players, the guitar was taking the spotlight. The guitar was the lead line. And this is where my definition of neo-soul guitar arises, which is neo-soul guitar is just R&B, but instead of a singer, there's a guitar player. And this is a uh, perspective which Melanie Faye um, shared with me, who is one of the most influential uh, guitar players in this era, credited as an inspiration to John Mayer. So in this 2014 to 2018 era, um, a few of the leading voices on the instrument were guitarists like Todd Pritchard, Bo Dio Cowitz, Melanie Fay, Matteo Sato, Caspar Jalili, Rodrigo Guavea, Tom Misch, although he was more on Spotify, and Ruben Wan. And the go-to curator in this era was actually Pickup Jazz, a company which I co-founded. And we were a page on Instagram which would share a lot of these players and that was how they would see each other. That's how fans discovered new neo-soul guitar players. So around this time, these guitarists were quite niche. They only had around 10 to 40,000 followers. Uh, And they were often in their early 20s. These were guitar players who had practiced a lot but had been influenced by everything I've talked about so far. They'd listened to D'Angelo, they'd listened to Spanky Alfred, they'd listened to Isaiah Sharkey, they'd listened to um, Dave Chappelle's Block Party, but they'd put their own spin on it. I'll call out a few of these key artists. First of all, Melanie Fay. Melanie helped to define the neo-soul guitar style. She blew up on both Twitter and Instagram with this video of her, I think she had a rainbow headband or a rainbow shirt which went super viral and is one of the most iconic neo-soul guitar moments ever. Then you had this guitarist Bo who's uh, from the UK. Sorry Bo, I'll try not to mispronounce your last name there. Um, And Bo had one of the most unique voices in this style heavily influenced by hiatus coyote and a really great producer and his production and visual aesthetic and technical facility really elevated his videos. By the way we have lessons from both Bo and Melanie on pickup music if you really want to go deep in the style we have tabs tutorials from these fantastic artists which you can learn. Now two other really important artists in this era were Todd Pritchard who did the finger style kind of really intricate chords plus melody at the same time and Paul Castelluzzo also now known as Heather. These guys really blazed the way for a lot of guitar players in this era and they have now since moved on to producing an artist and not don't play a guitar so much. Now we have to mention Mateus Esato uh, as well as Tom Mish in this era. These guys really took it to a new level, Tom Mish, particularly on Spotify and as a singer he was able to reach a much broader audience. It's also really interesting to see the popularity of neo-soul guitar in Brazil in this era. There's some really fantastic, highly technical Brazilian guitar players. I'll call out one, Rodrigo Gouveia, who has lessons with us, and is one of the OG neo soul guitar players who's still putting out great content and listen to this day. Now, towards the end of this era, around 2017 and 18, we started to see neo soul influence prog guitar as well as jazz music. So around that time you had artists like Robert Glasper and his album Black Radio really bringing neo soul R&B hip hop into jazz. He didn't have a lot of guitar players, but we did start to see the influence of neo soul on jazz and as well as on prog and this was really spearheaded by Ruben Wan, um, who pulled from Neo soul but combined it with um, complex prog techniques from bands like Polyphia, Tim Henson, uh, and really took it to a whole new level. We also have a great masterclass from Ruben on pickup Music <laughs> And then finally we arrive at the late instagram era this is 2018 to 2021. this was a second wave of guitar players a new generation of guitar players who were influenced by those early instagram guitar players and youtube era players this is where artists like chon and polyphia came up nicholas middy is a really fantastic uh, Norwegian guitar player. Check out his masterclass on pickup music, as well as Kazuki Guy. Um, and this 2019 recording, which you're listening to, went super viral and has played a really influential role in the style during this time we also saw the emergence of a super chill but arguably watered down style of hip hop and neo soul which is known as lo-fi hip-hop and this was really functional music it was really nice to study to and work to i use it to this day when i'm doing some complex engineering tasks like development tasks Um, and it's just a nice chill vibe to have in the background And often these producers would be ex-guitar players, or they would call in guitar players to play over the lo-fi beats. Two really important producers um, who influenced the style were Jay Diller. Uh, Check out uh, his Donuts work, as well as the Japanese producer Nujabe's. I'll link to an article where you can learn more about lo-fi in the show notes. So, my question for you is Where do you see Neo Soul guitar going? Is it a dated style or does it still feel fresh to you? If you're interested in learning Neo Soul guitar, check out our Neo Soul learning pathway with Pickup Music. It's a four month guided program taught by Melanie Fay, who's one of the most influential guitarists of this entire style as well as myself this program has a day-by-day lesson plan so you know exactly what to practice every day as well as a whole library of popular neo-soul songs from artists like Kazuki Isogai, Ruben Wan, Nicholas Middy and so many more. Wow nicely done
1: sir nicely done it's I, I was thinking about a couple things when I was listening to that like I know a a lot about the history of jazz and as you do too, and, you know, we've studied it and all that. And, and this is different because like hearing it in the way you just laid it out, it's different because first of all, you were kind of a part of it. And that must be a really cool feeling to like, kind of be a part of this lineage. Like, you, you know, when you were in it, you weren't thinking about that probably just like Charlie Parker wasn't thinking like, Oh, I'm starting bebop or whatever, you know, like it's, I don't know. That's really cool, man. I'd really got to tip my hat to you, you know, for that. And and, like, what's your feeling on that? Like, do you feel like you're a a part of it? You know, do you, did, do you actively think about that now? Or when you were, when it was happening, you know, you just enjoyed it. Like, were you thinking of it creating a movement or was it just sort of, sort of something you enjoyed, I guess?
0: Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a good point. And it's so true that like jazz guitar is so well documented, but this... You know, newer styles of music um, often aren't and I think they are deserving of someone kind of like writing down, you know, important uh, videos and musical moments in the history just to have it there for people to go deeper, whether it's on YouTube to explore and, you know, with music, it's all about going back to the source, which is hopefully mm. if if you're listening to this, you can, you know have a few things to go check out whether it's mighty clouds of joy or going back to to gospel music that that was the goal but sorry to answer your question yeah at the time you know 2015 on instagram didn't feel like anything special you know everyone was just vibing out just making some some cool songs um and i think even now that time has passed people probably aren't thinking about that anymore so i guess today's episode was a chance to document that yeah yeah very cool man Cool. Well, thanks for tuning in to another Pick Up Music pod. Uh, This has been Sam and Carl. Hope to see you back in the next one.